Section 99 of The Wonder Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Wonder Garden by Francis Jenkins Olcott. With flash of fire and glint of gold. How the Cyclops made Aeneas's armor in Vulcan's forge. In streams the gold, the copper flows, and in the mighty furnace glows the death-inflicting steel. A shield they plan, whose single guard may all the blows of Latium ward. Some make the windy bellows heave, now give forth air, and now receive. The copper hisses in the wave, the anvils press the groaning cave. With measured cadence, each and all, the giant hammers rise and fall. The gripping pincers, deftly plied, turn the rough oar from side to side. And the cyclops made the helm that like a meteor burns, the sword that rules the war, the breastplate shooting bloody rays as dusky clouds and sunlight blaze. Refulgent from afar, the polished greaves of molten gold, the spear, the shield with fold on fold, a prodigy of art untold. From Virgil's Aeneid, condensed. The golden gift of King Midas, retold from Herodotus and Ovid. Once upon a time, there lived a king of Phrygia, named Midas. He loved gold above everything and everybody, and next to gold he loved his spacious and beautiful rose gardens, in which roses grew in great pink and white masses. Everywhere the rose vines trailed across walls and around statues. They climbed over the roof of the palace. They covered the ivory pleasure houses. They wreathed the tree trunks, and they perfumed the whole place. And every rose blossom had sixty petals, and was larger and more fragrant than any other rose in the world. Inside King Midas's palace were couches of silver and ivory, cups, plates, and vases of precious metals beautifully chased, heaps of treasure, and a throne more magnificent than that of any other king on earth. But in spite of all these riches, King Midas was not happy, and wandered about his rose gardens, sighing for still greater treasures. Now it happened one day that his servants brought to him Salinas, the attendant of Bacchus, keeper of all the vineyards in the world. This Salinus was a stout, merry old fellow, flat-nosed and bald, who often drank more wine than was good for him, and the servants of King Midas had found him swaying about on the back of an ass, and waving a big pot of wine in the air. So they brought him, just as he was, crowned with grape leaves and singing loudly into one of the rose gardens. King Midas immediately gave orders that he should be taken into the palace, treated with all respect, and entertained royally. Then, a few days after, King Midas himself escorted Salinus to Bacchus, keeper of all the vineyards in the world. Now Bacchus was merry-hearted and generous, so he gratefully said that King Midas might make a wish, and have anything he desired. Let it be, then, said King Midas, eagerly, that everything I touch 
shall instantly become gold. <laughs> so be it, said Bacchus, laughing heartily, though your wish is a bad one. King Midas departed, and on his way home he gently touched an oak twig that hung above his head, and lo, it was instantly changed to pure gold. Then he took up a stone, and it turned into pale gold. He seized a clod of earth, and found that he was grasping a yellow lump that crumbled into gold dust and trickled through his fingers. He broke off some ears of corn. They hardened and glistened in the sunshine. He plucked an apple, and lo, it was as bright and beautiful as one from the garden of the Hesperides. Oh, joyful then was King Midas. He hastened into his palace, and he brushed past the lofty doorposts, and they turned into pilasters of carven gold. He went hurrying from room to room, touching article after article, and soon all things in his palace glimmered and shimmered and sparkled in the sunlight. But alas, when King Midas sat down to eat, and his servants poured water over his hands, the drops that fell through his fingers were small golden balls. And when they set a table before him, laden with sweet meats and spiced viands, he bit with hungry teeth, not into food, but on hard lumps of precious metal. Groaning with hunger and thirst, he lifted his cup, and nothing but liquid gold passed through his lips. And so it was, on the next day, and on the next, there was nothing but gold, 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 for King Midas to eat and drink. At last, fierce hunger gnawed his vitals, burning thirst parched his throat, and he hated all his wealth. Then he rushed from his palace to find Bacchus again. Oh, keeper of all the vineyards in the world, he cried. What have I done to deserve this misery? Have pity on me. Take back your fatal gift, and give me food and drink once more. Foolish man, oh foolish man, said Bacchus laughing. Did I not say that your wish was a bad one? But in order that your treasures, which you so greatly desired, may not slay you, Go to the river that flows by the great city of Sardis. Follow it to its source in the mountain, and plunge your head under its bubbling water, where it bursts from the mountainside. Then shall my golden gift leave you. So, to the source of the river, King Midas hastened, and plunged his head into its cold bubbling water. And as he did so, the waves of the river grew yellow, and the sand at its bottom sparkled with golden grains. Then, Raising his head, he found to his joy that the fatal gift had passed from him. It was gone forever, so he ate and drank again, and returned to his palace and rose gardens, a wiser and more contented man. As for the river, from that time on it flowed over sands, formed of golden grains that glinted and sparkled in the sun. End of section 99